Alhamdulillah. <laughs> يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ اتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ نَفْسٍ وَاحِدَةٍ وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا we start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise him. We seek his help and we beg for his forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil actions. He whom Allah guides can never be misguided. But he whom Allah leads astray can never find anyone to guide him. I openly bear witness that there is no deity that is worthy of worship except for Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it's his servant and messenger. Allah says in the Quran, O ye who believe, fear your Lord, his he should be feared, and do not die except in the state of Islam. O people, be in awe of your Lord, who created you from one soul, and from it created its mate, and from them created many men and women. O ye who believe, fear your Lord, and always speak the truth. Allah will amend for you your deeds, forgive your sins. Whoever obeys Allah and is the Rasul has indeed achieved a great achievement. Dear believers, there was this businessman on his way to Asia. And he was getting everything ready for him to make this big trip. He had this big meeting in Asia and he was going to do all of this business and make all of this money, opportunity for his family. So he got ready to go. He packed all of his stuff in the car. He went to the airport. And as he was getting out the car to go to the trunk, he realized that the trunk was locked. And then he went to the passenger door and found out that the passenger door was locked also. He was locked out of the car. And so he didn't know what to do. His plane was coming up. So he called the locksmith and the locksmith got over there in a split second, unlocked the door. And he was running to catch the plane. And when he got there, he felt like it was right in the nick of time he saw it. The door was closed and he missed his plane. SubhanAllah. 
That's when he dropped to his knees and he said, yeah, Allah, why me? Why me? I'm going to be missing my meeting. I'm not going to make the money. I'm going to have to reschedule. Everything is bad. And he just sat with his head in his hands. And he sat there for some time. Until he saw on the television that the very same plane that he was supposed to board crashed and everybody on board was killed. You see, Allah Azza wa Jal extended this brother's life just like he extends our life every single day. But we must ask ourselves, what are we going to do with this extended amount of time? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extended our life by 10 years, does that mean 100,000 more sujuds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be added to our account because that is how we will spend the 10 years? Would that mean 1 million plus salawats on our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Because this is what we will be doing in this 10 years. Does that mean it will be added thousands of days of fasting because we will take advantage of this time does that mean it would be multiple trips to umrah maybe a trip to hajj or would that mean a trips multiple trips to disneyland multiple trips to cancun multiple trips to six flags millions of hours of screen time added to our account. Is that what the 10 years would mean? Would that mean we would add 100,000 hours of wasted time? Thousands of dollars added to the bank accounts of our bosses in our bank accounts? Dear believers, this was not more evident. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبَلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that he is the one who created death and life to test us, which is best indeed. Not all of the deeds, the best indeed. And this was not more evident than three weeks ago when I visited my dear friend Muhammad in the hospital. He was actually in the emergency room. He was in the ER and he had so much pain. You could see it on his face. He was in agony. You see, my friend Muhammad, he was diagnosed with is called a terminal illness. This is an illness that when you are diagnosed with this, it means it will get worse. It will not get better. He was fighting cancer and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless, protect us and our family members of this. He was fighting cancer. And after two weeks, he lost his battle. And he passed away. Just like my mother passed away of cancer. Just like my father was diagnosed with the terminal illness of dementia. So I had to sit to myself and say, what could possibly be going through the mind of someone with a terminal illness? You know at some point that they will have fear, hope, fear that even in the good times, something will be taken away because they will be thinking about this daunting 
this reality that will be affecting them soon. You know that at some point they will want to analyze their whole lives and think about how did I spend my time and do I have more time to do better? You know, at some point they would have this bout of inspiration where they would think I have all hope in my Lord. Let me change my life. Let me start eating better. Let me start to exercise. Let me start to spend more time with my family. Because I know Allah Azza wa Jal, I know it is not my time to go. And maybe, just maybe, when the person realizes, if the person realizes that his time is short, he will come to the point where he accepts his fate. And this is the point where my cousin, one of my favorite cousins, got to. When he went to his wife and he said, my time on this earth is limited. I will soon die. And during this time, the believers, when the faith is accepted, this is the time to get wisdom. This is the time to pull up a chair and hear what this person has to say. Why? Because you know everything that comes out of his mouth will be huck. It will be the truth. You know that this person is not going to pull up on you and talk about the basketball game or talk about the new movie or talk about the video game or backbite about the person who lives down the street. No. He will remind you about this life, about the pitfalls, about where you're going after this. So we, dear believers, we must not wait till the man in the white coat, the doctor, tells us that our time on this earth is limited. Because we as Muslims, we know this. When our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says in the Hadith that if you consume the black seed, it will help with everything except for what? Except for death. So we know that we all have this illness within us that is not going anywhere, that won't stop until we return to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So let's not wait for the man in the white coat to tell us to get closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And let's act like we have been diagnosed with this terminal illness already. So dear believers, let's take care of our health. Let's eat better. Let's exercise more for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to extend our lives, inshallah. We must know that time is running out. So we must think about our lives in our totality. Think about all of the things that we have accomplished and if we will have time to do more. We must always be beacons of wisdom. So when people come to talk about us, we speak huck to them. We remind them of what this life has to come and what's coming after. Because our family and friends, they have enough people to talk about the basketball game. They have enough people to talk about the movie or the video game. They can talk about that with the bus driver or the person at the, at the counter. We don't want to be one of those people. We want to be people who reminds them of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah says in the Quran, وَلَلْآخِرَةُ The afterlife is better for you than this first life. The afterlife is actually better for you than this first life. So let's just get to the good part.
Let's talk about the good things. Let's talk about Jannah. Let's talk about how we can get there. Let's talk about what we will be doing when we get there and how to go about doing this. So that our time on this earth is not wasted. Because even if we make it to Jannah, and the Prophet وسلم, says in this hadith, that one of the regrets of the people of Jannah, yes, the people of Jannah will have regrets. You won't just have regrets if you go to Jahannam. No, the people of Jannah will have regrets. So if we make it to Jannah, the one regret that we will have is that an hour passed by on this dunya and we didn't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That will be our regret. So let's not have these regrets, dear believers, even if we make it to Jannah. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولي سعيد المسلمون فاستغفروا فإنه هو غفور رحيم إن الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أما بعد Dear believers, there was this young man who lived in this community and he got a brand new shiny sports car. And he was standing outside and he was washing this shiny sports car. Until this other young man came to him and he said, can I have a ride in your sports car? And the older brother said, sure. So he took the young man, he put him in the passenger seat. They started riding around the neighborhood and the young man says, turn here, turn there, turn here. And the older man thought to himself, you know, I have this shiny sports car. He's just trying to show off. Go down this street. Go down that street. Until they reached the street where a young man was sitting on the stoop. And he said, stop right here. So he got out of his car. Walked over to the young man and helped him to the car because the young man was disabled. And when he got to the car, he put him in the seat and he says, you know what, brother? This car right here is the type of car I will buy you one day. You see, this brother had embarked upon one of the best things that we should strive for in this life because our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says we have not reached the highest of faith until we want for our brother what we want for ourselves. So if we're talking about how do we perfect this life, before it's time for Allah to take our ruh, to take our soul from us. These are the things that we must embark upon. Try to take over the, the harder things in order for us to get to the highest of faith. As businessmen, when we have those good weeks, when we're selling a product and we've sold so much of it, this is a good week for us. We've made so much money. So many good things is going to come of this. Do we say to ourselves... When we get that deposit in our bank account, do we say to ourselves, man, I wish my brother got a deposit like this in his bank account. Do we say that to ourselves? When we had that fantastic day with our families and we've done some really good things and everybody, mashallah, has a smile on our face. Do we, do we think to ourselves, I would like for my brother who doesn't have a family to be enjoying himself just like this because dear believers if we don't work on this 
if we don't take our lives and think to ourselves, how do I want for my brother what I want for myself? Then we will not get to the highest level of faith. So, dear believers, so, dear believers, I had took a trip to I had took a trip to St. Louis, and I'm gonna end on this. Should we? Okay. Dear believers, I took a trip to St. Louis and I remember sitting there and I was new to this city and I was sitting in the mosque. And while I was sitting there, a brother came and sat next to me and he pulled out one of the smallest sandwiches I have ever seen. SubhanAllah. And he commenced to rip the sandwich in half and give me a piece of it. And so I says, no, brother. This sandwich is barely enough to feed you. Why would you split it in half and feed, try to feed me with it? And that's when he said, a meal for one is a meal for two. He didn't know that I was in town from out of town. He didn't know that He, did, he didn't know that I didn't have any money. He didn't know that I was planting, I was planning to go hungry for the rest of the day. So dear believers, he didn't have to recite this hadith to me. He didn't have to tell me this, what he was doing. Because I didn't read this hadith and it affected me. I felt it. I felt the power of this hadith. And I will tell you, dear believers, if we implement this one thing, not only will it change our lives, it will change the lives of the people around us. So we must pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are people who use this time wisely. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with more time. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses the people who are going through terminal illness or any illness all around the world. Bless them with Shifa. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us to be amongst the few that are grateful to him. And we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us to be good shepherds of this religion and to be walking beacons of light and da'wah everywhere we go. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kema barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim inna kahmidu najib. Allahumma barakta ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kema barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Inna Allah wa malaikatuhu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhalladina amnu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Inna Allah